Welcome to the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa Ferguson. And I'm Chris Johns. We would like to welcome you to show number 62. And for any guests listening for the first time, our show features things we love at Disney. And in each episode, we have a guest who creates Disney magic for our listeners at home or on their Disney vacations. From vacation planners to product producers, our guests can bring Disney magic into your life. And as a reminder to our listeners, we'd appreciate if you could take time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform where you listen that helps other listeners find us in the future. And we always like to give out shout outs to those of you who have been able to leave those reviews. We also appreciate those customer ratings as well. And on today's show, we are going to be joined by Kelsey from Dr. Princess Co. She makes a wide array of headbands, scrunchies, masks, and pillows. And what did she do for our listeners, Chris? She did something awesome. She gave us a special link that when you click on, it will save you 10% off of your purchase. So look at the special notes and find that link. Yes, so we'll have that in the show notes. You can link right out and get your orders in right away. Now, before we hear from Kelsey, we're going to talk about taking a multi-generational trip to Disney, from picking uh, the right resort to looking at activities to planning out things ahead. We're going to kind of look at a broad range of things. And when we spoke to Kelsey, she talked about how when she started medical school, she moved back in with her grandparents and her mom. So it kind of inspired us to think about that and trips that we've taken with different generations in our family. Now, I think we have a little bit of more experience than some people might not might have had. We, of course, had a huge multi-generational trip when we had our wedding and then later our vow renewal. But it even goes back, I when my grandma was 83, we went with a group of family and it was my grandma's first trip to Disney. It was her first time flying in a plane. And so the, lots of great fond memories from those experiences. And on our last trip to Disney, which was right before the park closures, we went with my parents and with our daughter, who was two years old at the time. So we had the grandparents, us, and then our daughter. So when we're looking at this, we really want to kind of give you some of our experiences and then give you some tips that can hopefully help with your future trips. Now, first off, it's very important to consider your resort and who's going to be with you and what you're planning to do on that trip. Now, when we went for our wedding and vow renewal, a big most of our group ended up staying at Port Orleans Riverside. That, of course, right now in January 2021 is still closed, but any of those quieter resorts. So one of the nice things with with Port Orleans Riverside, we were able to have those quiet areas where if people wanted to go back in the afternoon and relax, or maybe they wanted to come back a little bit early, there were those quiet areas to walk around, a lot of pools. So there's not like one large chaotic pool. People enjoyed going back in the afternoon and sitting by the pool. Those are some things that you want to consider depending on the age ranges within your group. And then of course, there's transportation to where you're wanting to go. And I thought Port Orleans was a good choice with our group of everyone from all different ages. Oh, big time. I think it's just, you know, a nice setting and, you know, there's some things for the kids, but also for the adults. I think you're exactly right, Vanessa. And with that, one of the things too, that's important to consider with your resort is what are kind of the parks that you're planning to visit and what is the access to transportation? So if you think your group just naturally is going to spend more time at the Magic Kingdom, for instance, you might want to be on a monorail resort or one of the 
Magic Kingdom area resorts, so like Wilderness Lodge or staying at Fort Wilderness. So you have easy access if people want to go back. And that could be for older people that might want to go back in the afternoon or people with little ones that want to go back and they take a nap or have some pool time. That gives you a chance to allow your group to split up and be able to get back to the resort without any problem. Another thing that you want to think about is like when we went On our last trip, our daughter's younger, and then my parents went as well. We ended up staying at Pop Century because it had a little bit for everyone. So Pop Century has the big things that were kind of eye-catching for our daughter. And then the nice thing for like my parents and for ourselves was the access to the Skyliner. And I think that was really great because it was convenient if you were leaving later or if you wanted to come back early from Hollywood Studios or Epcot. It was very easy. And I know we really enjoyed being with the Skyliner. Oh, that was really nice. I mean, I think just having it be so close and it's also a fun experience. And if you have people that are, one thing that was great with the Skyliner is, for instance, we had a stroller. You could push the stroller on. If if you had people in your groups that might be in a wheelchair or in a scooter, it's much easier to get right on. And same thing with the monorails where you can just push right on. I know when we've been on some of the trips where we've had different family members and scooters, it's super easy to get on the monorail compared to having to load onto a bus. And so that's the same thing with the Skyliner. It's very easy access. And that's something to consider depending on who is in your group. Another thing that is really important, which we've already kind of touched on this, is the resort you choose also can kind of determine based on the pace that your family is going to vacation on. Now, when we've gone, when my grandma was in her 80s, and then at our wedding, my grandma and my great aunt were both there. They were both even in their older 80s, because this was after my grandma's first trip. They both liked to go out, and they stayed out with us at night. This was when there was extra magic hours. My great aunt and my grandma were with us later in the evening. But not everybody's going to be that way. Some families are going to want to go early if they have little ones. Little ones might want to get up early and the family wants to go. So learning how to pace yourself and to plan out those breaks, recognizing when you may need those breaks and being able to ensure that everyone's having a good time and they're not just getting drug along because everyone thinks they have to stick together. That's one thing that I think is important is when you're with a group is recognizing it's okay to split up and be able to go and do different things. I know that was something that we tried to do is that if some members of our group wanted to go back for a little while, they could meet up with us later. Um, When we were on our most recent trip, my parents ended up, they would take our daughter back a couple of evenings where we stayed for the extra magic hours, or I'm sorry, for the after hours parties. And that was really great because they were willing to go back a little early and we wanted to stay out later. So they volunteered and were able to take our daughter back with them. And so I think that's one of the advantages of a multi-generational trip is you can kind of pace yourself. And I know I think it was nice to be able to have some of those times where we could stay out later and do things. Oh, definitely. And I know my parents enjoyed the times that they were able to go and do some things with our daughter on their own. So those are some things that you want to consider. Those are great memories to be able to have as you're going through and planning your trip. Another thing that is really important, and what is soup, besides food, what is something really important to me on trips? Let's see if you can catch this. Photos. Yes, photos. Yeah, yeah, you are exactly right. Um, One of the things that is important that I think and I was some of the things that I treasure the most are some of the pictures that we have from the trips with my grandma and my 
Aunt May and my grandma again and with my parents and that is having that memory maker. It's worth the purchase because with the memory maker, one of the nice things is that you can have up to 25 people on your list. So from your friends and family list that you're able to share photos with. So purchasing, purchasing that in advance lets you get not only just those magic shots, but you can get all of those memories to be able to have. And those are some of my favorite pictures to look back at when we had our big group shots in front of the castle or when we had... Um, some of those magic photos that those magic effect photos with different members of our party. Those are always great to have. And having the memory makers takes away the stress of making sure that you get all the photos from everybody. You're able to get that all in one place, which is really nice. Now, one of the things that do having the photos is great, but you also sometimes want to think about creating those experiences and one of the things that I think I've enjoyed the most have been our group meals when we've gone on big trips. What do you think, Chris? Oh, for sure. So whether it be even now with socially distanced character dining, I think character dining has been one of my favorite things to do with multi-generations because you will see the kid come out and the older adults and then the little kids get excited. And it's just fun to see everyone's enthusiasm and of course, it's great sharing a wonderful meal at Disney, and we all know and love Disney food. And so that's one of the other things that's also a big bonus of having those group dinners. And we often would plan um, all day itinerary, people would just be at the same park, and then we would meet up for that meal later in the evening, or sometimes we'd meet at a resort. And those are some of our favorite things and thing places like of course, this is closed right now, but Ohana's is a great place to go. Ohana has where they'll do the music and different things where it's interactive for the family. I have some great photos of family members doing the hula and different things. 50s Primetime Cafe is another restaurant that's a lot of fun. I have a picture of my dad and my cousin. They were forced to sing and do the I'm a Little Teapot song. So there, it's always fun to see how they can bring that out and everyone and really have a great time at the restaurants. Now, of course, you also want to think about you are in the parks, you want to spend some time together thinking about some of those attractions that are fun for everyone. And there's lots of classics that I think are great for everyone, whether you're like at Pirates of the Caribbean, or on the safari, there are definitely a lot of rides that people of all ages can enjoy. And I really think at our vow renewal, we did a ride mix in which meant Everyone got to go ride a ride together and we did soaring and I thought that every, was fun. Yeah, everybody of all ages enjoyed it. And so it's fun to be able to experience those things together. And that's what the magic of having a large generational trip together is all about. So you have the pictures, you have the food, the plans of what you want to do. Another thing that is really important in planning ahead is if knowing the needs of your family members. So if you have anyone with small children thinking about stroller rentals or bringing strollers with them, scooters and wheelchair rentals. I was on one trip and we had three scooters. So we it took us quite a while to get on buses and things when we had our wedding. We had, I think, four or five scooters. So thinking about that ahead of time. Now, Disney has options where you can rent things at the parks, but also renting those in advance. And I think having the strollers rented in advance and, and scooters, I felt like that's always been a big time saver. What do you think, Chris? Well, I agree. 
Yeah. And, and then you have it with you. You're able to keep it at the resort. Now, Disney has like an official, um, scooter rental company. You can also get ones on your own. I've always gotten ones on my own. I know when we went last time, we did our own stroller rental as well. And that was great. I looked and a lot of the companies are offering a lot of freebies right now where you get sanitizer and masks and all, lots of little add-ons when you rent the scooters and different things. So that's something that's nice to be able to do. And you want to be able to enjoy the most out of your trip. So having those scooters or those strollers can make sure the older ones or the young ones are able to rest and take those breaks as needed. And I have a great memory. It probably is against the rules, but my grandma and her sister raced down Main Street in their scooters. We have a great photo of that. Um, many years ago, it was after hours when the park had closed and we were leaving a late dinner reservation and they just took off down Main Street. It's one of my favorite memories. So scooters and wheelchairs and strollers. In fact, when we went for our engagement pictures, do you remember having to push me around? I sure do. (laughs) I had had a bad car accident a few months before we went down to Disney for our engagement photos. And Chris had the I guess, misfortune to have to push me around. Oh, it wasn't bad. Yeah, the whole trip. So I wasn't able to walk very well at that point. So he pushed me around. It was a good trooper about that. So I've had that experience as well. And it is great to plan ahead and to remove any of those headaches once you get to the parks. So all in all, those are some of the main things that you can really consider and think about when you're planning a multi-generational trip. Making sure that you plan ahead and are prepared are some of the most important things that will make sure that you have a wonderful trip and fantastic memories for many years to come. And so up next, we are going to bring up Kelsey's interview, and we are really looking forward to sharing with you all about her business. We would like to welcome Kelsey to the show today. Her shop, Dr. Princess Co., offers all kinds of unique masks, headbands, and more. And she is from the Tampa area. She's a full-time medical student. And we are super excited to have her on the show today. Welcome, Kelsey. Hi. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you guys today. Thank you for taking time out of your day to be with us, and we always like to hear a little bit about our guests and what they enjoy at Disney. And so right now, our icebreaker question we've been asking people is, what is your favorite type of souvenir to get when you're at the parks? So I'm kind of weird for that question because I actually aim to get something completely different every time I go oh, okay. because I don't like to have a bunch of the same things sure. so like my last trip it was a popcorn bucket nice. um, and I only own one popcorn bucket but that's <laughs> the one it is so I feel like I go through popcorn bucket and spirit jerseys and Christmas in the night um, sure. pretty much anything Disney <laughs> <laughs> now what popcorn bucket did you get because our last episode we talked about those I saw that, and I got the alien one. Oh, how cool. Little Toy Story alien one. Fun. So, of course, we want to hear all about your business and what products you offer connected to Disney. Yes. So, um, well, there's kind of a little backstory to that. So, I initially started out as an ear shop, and all I made was ears. Um, And recently, because of COVID, I feel like 
you know, everyone was trying to kind of keep the magic alive, especially right. when all the things were closed. And I basically tried to transition more to items that you can use in your daily life. So I started making headbands, which is definitely my bestseller. Okay. Um, I started making masks because COVID. Yes. Um, and recently I also started making pillows. I had done some Mickey-shaped pillows before, but I, uh, contrary to popular belief, my sewing skills I'm not a master sewer. Okay. So the, the Mickey head pillows were a little bit hard. Sure. And then I started making a new form of pillows that I'm really enjoying making. And now they're all over my house. Awesome. Very cool. Now I have to ask real quick. I, I have a very large head. So I always ask the people that we have with ears or headbands. How do, he's laughing at me. Chris is laughing at me. It's a large head. Hey, I understand. How are how is your material for people with different shaped heads? Yeah, so um, the material is a stretchy. It's called cotton lycra. Okay, um, great. So it's a stretchy material. Uh, the seam does get to a point where you can't stretch it anymore. Sure. So what I actually always do is I always cut my headbands bigger than what they're meant to be. Sure. And I tell my customers, you all go ahead, do what. Tell me if you think you're going to need extra inches. Measure your head how you can. <laughs> right. Let me know. Like they're completely customizable to sizing. Um, oh, I try nice. and advertise that as much as possible. Sure. Because um, I mean, definitely, like I think some people gotta understand too like when you're making a handmade product they're not all gonna fit everybody the same right so exactly. i'm totally here to make sure that it works for my customers well that's awesome to hear and so with that like what inspired you to start the business so actually what inspired me to start my business was my best friend in college um gifted me something from another disney small shop and okay. i was like oh my gosh this person literally made this Disney stuff. It's not from the parks. It's not anything. And I'm like, how freaking clever. So I'm like, I can make Disney things. So I started making things for myself going to the parks, kind of just like how Kristen had said in the sure. last episode. Um, and then my friends were like, I want that. I want this. Can you <laughs> cool. make this? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you got to pay me for that. No, I'm just right. kidding. No, <laughs> you got it for your time and materials, right? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But um, so I ended up making a lot of things for my friends. And then we would go to the parks together and people would go, oh, my gosh, do you sell those? Wow. And I would say, I should. <laughs> right. And so I ended up starting my business. Now, do you remember what was the first thing that you made? I made a pair of Mickey ears, like Disney ears. That was the first thing I made. It was actually a pair of Stitch ears. Oh, very cool. My best friend, she loves Stitch. Like, he's her favorite character, so she would love to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Stitch is the one character I cannot keep stocked in my shop. Sure. Yeah, he is quite yeah. popular. He is very popular. Now, speaking of things in your shop, is everything, I know you mentioned like with the headbands and that you do customizable. Do you offer where I could just contact you with an idea or do you have kind of just set things available in your shop? How does that work? Yeah, so that's kind of ebbed and flowed as the years have gone on. Um, like we kind of talked about, I am in medical school, and technically, by contract, I'm not actually allowed, like supposed to have a job. But okay. This, I don't really count this as a job. No. So I am extremely busy. Um, so my I haven't been doing customizing unless I have the fabric that somebody would want to customize with, sure. um, which I have a 
bunch of fabric. So I always tell people, contact me with a character and I'll send you everything I have. Sure. Or let's build something, let's do that. So I do customs all the time. Um, a lot of people prefer to just buy the things I have ready to ship because people love their instant gratification when the yes, package yes. comes quick. <laughs> um, but absolutely, I'm always willing to customize. Now, what is your turnaround time for just like your in-stock things versus your custom items if I wanted to get something for myself or as a gift? Yeah, so um, this my turnaround time kind of also fluctuates a bit depending on my school schedule. Sure. So if it's the weekend before the exam, I will not be touching my Etsy shop because I have to remind myself to stay focused. Right. Um, so I basically say for my normal things, it's about a one-week turnaround time. And if you do a custom, I like to give up to two to three weeks, and sure. then those would be plus shipping. Okay, perfect. Now, we've talked a lot about all the different cool products you have, but tell us a little bit of how you think your products can add Disney magic to our listeners' lives. Absolutely. So kind of what I was saying earlier was one of my biggest goals when I've been designing new products lately has been bringing Disney magic into your everyday life where maybe you you can't go to the park or maybe this month you can't afford your $100 Disney ticket, but you still want to treat yourself to some magic. I feel like these and I buy some um, other products from small shops all the time, too, and it brings me magic. And so it just allows people like on different budgets and different schedules with different fluctuations. I feel like it gives them their chance to bring their own Disney magic into their lives in their home. For sure. Now with your headbands, do you offer, I know with the custom sizes, then can you also do ones that are kid size as well as adult? Oh yeah. As, as long as you guys can, Measure ahead or give me a guesstimate, I can get it done. Now, with that, that's a good point. So if people were to measure their head, like how do you – is it temple to temple? Like what's the best way of making sure you have the right fit? Yeah, so because the headband stretch, it's actually like really simple. Um, If you – you can measure – like if you kind of take a measuring tape and wrap it around your head like a crown or a halo or something – that's just all you have to do. It's it's kind of like however you can get the measuring tape to actually sit on <laughs> your head. Right. Because if you if you put it up too high, it's just going to snap back at you. And then if you put it up too low, you're going to be like, I'm going to strangle myself. <laughs> right, so, right. Now, so it's basically just like wrapping it around. Very – that makes it easy. And then what is your favorite product that you have in your shop? Is there a certain material you really like or one of your certain products that you enjoy the most? Well, I definitely enjoy my headbands the most. I, I'm not kidding when I say I wear my headbands every day, which cool. I also think is really cool as a shop owner to be able to say, hey, guys, like I'm not just biased and making these to pump out to you. Like I literally wear my own headbands every day. For sure. Um, and I think my favorite, I had this one Frozen print this one time, and it was a tie-dye Frozen. Oh, cool. And it was so soft. Like, I order fabric from a bunch of different companies, so there's always a little variation in touch. Sure. Um, but this one particular fabric, I was like, I just want to lay in this fabric. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so that's been my favorite. And that was actually one of the first fabrics I even made the headband with. Very cool. And that's actually Chris's favorite Disney movie, as well as our daughter's, is Frozen. Oh, I did hear that uh, as well. Sorry. Support that one. Yeah. And that's awesome. And you had mentioned, I, I looked at, you have a really nice website. Can you please let our w- listeners know more about where they can find you? Yeah. So actually, it's really exciting. I just launched my website this month. 
Um, awesome. So, and I'm not technological at all. So <laughs> I was, I was kind of avoiding launching my own website for a long time because I was scared I would screw it up. But um, it's www Dr. Francesco, just exactly how you would think with no dots in, in the name. Um, and I'm really excited to kind of start building that and playing with the layout of that and have my own website finally. Cool. And we will make sure to put the link to that as well as your Instagram profile in your Etsy shop all in the show notes. And we really appreciate you taking time to join us today, Kelsey. Oh, thank you so much. It was so nice to get to chat with you guys, too, and share a little bit. Thank you to Kelsey for being our guest. And as a thank you to you for listening, she has an awesome link in our bio that will save you 10% off your next purchase. So whether you're planning on going to Disney or just looking right around the house, go to her link and get something today. Yes, so we will have that in the show notes for you. And of course, we are going to end with our two-minute trivia and our wisdom from Walt quote. So Chris, you are up. Thank you, Vanessa. You know, the theme of today's show was multi-generational attendance. Correct. There is a ride. Okay. That most likely could very well be multi-multi-generational. Okay. Meaning not only you could have ridden it, our daughter, our parents, your grandparents, but even in theory, your great-grandparents. What is the oldest ride at Walt Disney World? I was going to go with Carousel Progress, but I'm thinking that's wrong. Correct. Um, and let me clarify. When I mean oldest, I mean like component. Oh, Carousel. The Carousel. Oh, gosh, you got it. Yes. The Prince Charming yeah, say, Regal Carousel. Didn't have the full name. Well, yeah. it's close yeah. enough. Um, it was originally built in 1917 wow. by the Philadelphia Toboggan Company. Wow, that's really cool. Yep, and I want to thank my friends at magicguides.com for that special fact. So yes, in theory, you figure your great-great-great-grandparents on up could have, in theory, touched this ride at some point in your lifetime. That's really cool. Yes. Great job, Chris. All right, so we are going to end with our Wisdom from Walt quote, and you're going to have to bear with me because this one's a little bit longer. Um, it's going back to when Walt talked about what his inspiration was for the parks, and I thought this just really fit to what we were talking about today. The idea for Disneyland came about when my daughters were very young, and Saturday was always Daddy's Day with the two daughters. So we'd start out and try to go someplace, you know, different things. And I'd take them to the merry-go-round, and I took them different places. And as I'd sit while they rode the merry-go-round and did all these things, I'd sit on a bench, you know, eating peanuts. I felt that there should be something built where the parents and the children could have fun together. And isn't that really what Disney is all about, bringing together families from the oldest to the very youngest and all in between, it's always so exciting to be able to experience Disney with those that we love, whether it be your parents, grandparents, young children, friends, other relatives. It's just great to be able to experience Disney with your entire family. And so thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Chris. <laughs> This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings, and it is intended for entertainment purposes only.